Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've never seen an athlete be criticized as much as LeBron James. For what? I mean, the man is arguably... One of the greatest basketball players to ever walk the planet. Ever play the game. To ever walk the planet. And that's 75 years. Yeah. He is one of the greatest. So there's no there's no wiggle room in that conversation. He's up there. He's up there with the goats. I'm sorry if you guys don't like that. Right. He's one of the sorry, goats. Sorry, but not sorry. Yeah. He's one of the goats. You know what I mean? Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. On a Saturday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grit. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing. Claude, what's up, man? How you doing? On the ones and twos, are you actually mic'd up today? I, I'm, I'm a. Yeah, we got we got a new. Intern in the building, Jimmy. What's going? What's going on, my man? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Nicole on the ones and twos, and my man Todd. How you doing, man? Listen, we got lots to get into today. Uh-oh. Lots to get into. I'm gonna embarrass you, but you know we we gotta do the intro for the show first. You know, a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Deshaun Watson to talk about. We have Tom Brady missing from uh, you know Bucks camp. We got LeBron James signing his new extension. Um, Joe Sy, KD, and the whole Nets nonsense that's going on over there. What else are we talking about? We got um, Knicks and Jazz are re-engaging in trade talks. That's pretty interesting. Um, you know, and Derek Jeter's documentary was popping. So we, I, I definitely want to talk about that. Mets and Yankees. Uh, we want to talk about that a little bit. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. So for me, I want to start with. Did you see the new documentary that's on Netflix? Oh, boy. The Manti Teo documentary. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was watching it last night, and I was like, nah, this is foul. Like, I remember going through it, right? I remember going through it. But the information that came out now was like, yo, I had no idea the dude that was catfishing, now he identifies... Transgender or whatever it is, he identifies a woman, and it, it's it's a it's a crazy story, Claude. You gotta watch that. You gotta watch it. Watch yeah. yeah, don't don't say that you gonna watch it and that you don't watch it. You know I'm gonna fall asleep. So. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you, you over here right now. I'm not even paying attention to what you're saying. But that's just crazy to me how the media can really spin a situation and destroy an athlete's life 
And they take pride in that sometimes. Like, they take pride in building you up, but they also take pride in, like, taking you down as oh, well. Yeah. And for a kid like that who didn't do anything to anybody, like, he, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do any drugs. He wasn't a bad person. He got exploited, yeah. and he was the one that ended up suffering at the end of the day. So how does that make sense? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But listen, um, welcome to the show, my man. You know, you, you are a acclaimed producer. You are like a savant when it comes to those things. Like, you know, don't, don't, don't try to be bashful now, you know? Yeah, I, I dabble. I do a little dabbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah do a little dabbling. Yeah, 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 you do yeah. you do more than dabbling. <laughs> so you gonna you gonna have to you gonna have to elaborate a little bit here. Uh, yeah, produce, uh, songwrite, uh, engineer, uh, sing, rap, uh, dance. Yeah, dance. You know, each and every Friday. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, like for obviously, people ask you this all the time, but I gotta ask too because it's on my show. I don't care. Um, where did the love come from? Like, wh- where did that start? Oh, uh, that's an easy question. Uh, my dad, uh, my grandfather, um, just two totally different sides of the coin. But yeah. like, my dad was a, a bassist. He played, uh, he toured with like Lisa Lisa and oh, wow. Jam, um, Full Force. Wow. Um, I, actually, like, Boleg Lou is like my, one of my closest family friends. That's what's up. So... Um, I got that from from them, and then my grandfather was in the church, and he was a of a very like valued member of the church that we used to go to, and um, I used to sing kids choir things like that. Yeah. So just singing around the house, and he had all the old forty fives, and he played everything. He played Sam Cooke, and he played Mahalia Jackson. He played the Isley Brothers. He played Stevie Wonder, and I just. Naturally, just took just to gravitated that. to that, just yeah. Gravitated towards that that soulful sound, and then my pops playing bass, taking me to studio. I remember being four or five years old, going to studio sessions, like jam sessions, yeah, with with, with the band and just watching them, just like gig out and stuff like that. So, right. I've always been around it. Um, my mom is like a professional socialite, so she goes to like all the parties, going to like Albie Shore's parties. Wow. So you you just you you had everything you had everything I had man. Just all in, I was just all around all of it. Right. So, um, I just I just caught the bug early. It was like ask me when I was in kindergarten what you want to be when you grow up, and I was like an entertainer. Right. That's it. I want to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Everybody want to be MJ. Everybody want to be MJ. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I was weird like as a kid, man. I remember there was a time in class where you had to fill out that that sheet of like what you wanted to be and who was your favorite singer and all this nonsense, right? And the teacher comes up to my desk and she says, oh, your favorite singer. Interesting. Celine Dion. I said, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> what's, what's wrong? Like I was just, I was weird like that because my, I got exposed to so much like different type of music growing up. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like 60s and 70s and country music and all this stuff and like I used to play that stuff in the house. Like you know what I mean? Like, well, you remember the 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 nonsense I used to play in the crib? What was that song? Sixteen that? tons. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee Ernie Ford. I used to play in the house, bumping. Just I had no. And people used to listen to it like you're weird. You're, I'm like, why am I weird? Because I like uh, this. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with listening. Yeah, to music, man. Because I've always been off the off off kilter, but I, I appreciate 
that type of history that you have, man, because obviously it, it's it's developed you the way you are now in regards to being so multifaceted and understanding um, your your different skill sets. You know what I'm saying? Like you can be able to do so many things. It's because of that upbringing that you have oh, because yeah. of all of that range that they gave you. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, lo- I love country music. Right. How many people do you know growing up Listen to country music. Besides myself, not much. Right. right. <laughs> it's, it, but I love country music. Yeah. They tell great stories. Right. Right. Like, if you ever want to fix your life, just play a country music Facts. backwards. Facts. That's it. <laughs> you, get your, you get your house back, your car back, your wife back, your money back, everything. They give you the blueprint. They give they you get... the blueprint. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> That's what you don't want to do. That's what you don't want to do. Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. But listen, man, we're we going to segue into some, some sports right now. Um, the biggest topic of the day, of the week, of the month, <laughs> of the NFL season, unfortunately, is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson and the, you know, well, the NFL and the NFLPA have come to an agreement that he will get an 11-game suspension. So they moved up from six games to 11 and he's going to get a hefty $5 million fine. It's an unprecedented amount of money for a player to be fined. Um, my thing was, if you can negotiate 11 games, why not give him the full season? For me, when I heard it, I was just like, it's just, it's just nonsense. Another day at the office. Yeah, it's just like, you know, they... They did that because the court of public opinion is like, okay, 50% of your audience are women. Mm-hmm. There was no way that women were going to stand packed for a six-game suspension, right? No. But 11, how do you come up with that number? Okay, we're not going to give him six. Give him 11. 11's fine. No, no, no. How about giving him the full 16? I'd give him 17. Give him the whole season. What's the point? And then, for me... The thing that bothers me the most is that he comes back against the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. So you didn't think that that was a plan? Oh, nah, you know, we don't want to we don't want to have him play Brady in week 11 or week 10. Oh, we're going to have him play the Texans. That That's a good storyline. Uh, you know what a better storyline would be? Then I had the motherfucker play it all. Facts. Let him sit out. I don't think he's fully learned his lesson. No, he hasn't. I mean, he came out with that bullshit apology. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry to the women. <laughs> Did you hear about that, Claw? All right. So I'm I'm a, I'm a get no, no, that's fine. I'm gonna give you the 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 timeline. So the suspension comes down. He sends out a release. Press release saying that, you know, to the women that he affected, he apologizes and blah 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 and you know, it was pretty contrite, right? You could have just left it there. We were all accepted that. People would still have their opinions about him, whatever, but they would have accepted it. Yeah. As soon as the ruling is done, the first thing that the Cleveland Browns do is give him a hot mic. Give him a hot mic. They put a mic in front of Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson stands there and says, you know, I've always uh, proclaimed my innocence. I'm, I'm listen. Da, da, da. So you go from having your agent put out a release. You 
apologizing to the women that you affected. But then when they got you on a hot mic, you proclaim your innocence. Innocence. That you did nothing wrong. Yeah. And on top of that, the owners, then they're, they, they're hot mic uh, up too. They said, oh, well, you know, uh, we, we, we have to stop trying to uh, cancel people. We got to give them a second chance. I agree with that. But his explanation was like, like you're, 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 you're accepting his behavior. No, you're not supposed to accept the behavior. You're supposed to be the owner and say, listen, we're going to talk to Deshaun. We're going to make sure that he stays on the right path. You know, we don't want this type of business anymore. And, you know, we're going to give him the benefit of doubt and try to see if we can be able to push forward. Don't stand on your square and look like a dummy. Facts. That's the problem. So you're going to go send out a press release, but then you're going to say that you're innocent. Innocent. Yeah, he, he's still he's still proclaiming his innocence. He's still going to try to push to prove his innocence. How? Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't nut on the girl. I nutted next to her. That's what we're going to do? Yeah, pretty much. I'm innocent. Listen, here's my thing, right? After seeing that press conference that he had, I have one thing, I have one opinion about Deshaun Watson. I don't think he's a smart person. I, I think, like, when you talk about, I'm not talking about football IQ and how you break down defenses. When I look into his eyes, there's nobody home. There's nobody home. So, like, speaking to somebody like that, you're not doing anything. You can be able to sit him down, give him all the information, and say, this is, not, this is what you're not supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to live your life. And it ain't registering because he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. It's, 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 it has nothing to do with his physical skill on the, on the, on the field. He's a great quarterback. Yeah. But I think in regular life, he's an idiot. Yeah, but does he get paid? No, he doesn't. But if he doesn't get paid to think, don't put a mic on him right after this whole deal. Give it time. You could have had seven weeks, ten weeks to have him actually say something about it. But this is the Browns we're talking about. But this is the Browns we're talking about, right? 100% right. The dumpster fire Browns. They have no idea what the hell they're doing. I, don't th- I think everybody's on two different email threads. So oh, yeah. It's like the owners on yeah. the the agent's on the same one, and then Deshaun's on the Then Deshaun's, Deshaun is still on his Craigslist. <laughs> He's still on his Craigslist thread. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, I was looking at him like, first off, he don't even sound like he can articulate what he needs to say. And I'm like, man, I feel that's why I feel like he's an idiot. Like, he's just dumb. It is. Because think about it. It makes the NFL, it makes Goodell, it makes the NFL look like chumps. Because for him to accept the suspension and the fine, right? And the NFL and the Cleveland Browns are putting in $17 million to victims of uh, assault, sexual assault, as well as sexual abuse, right? They did all this. This is all agreement. But you have your quarterback saying that he's innocent. So that's literally a slap in the face to the NFL. After they, after they sat you down, you, you agreed to the suspension and fine and all that. And then you come out hours later and say that you're innocent. 
after the judge who was who was the arbiter said that the only reason why she gave you six games is because you were not contrite. You didn't you you were not sorry for what you did. Yeah. That's the only that she was gonna give him no games based on based on the, the NFL bylaws, right? She wasn't gonna you know like recreate anything, but she was like, I'm gonna give you six games because you're a dick. So a lot of it comes down to legal the legal side of it. Right. Um his lawyers told him to shut up. Yeah. In the beginning. Right. Don't say anything. We'll handle everything. Right. And when the suspension came out, they were like, All right, we'll we'll do the six games. But the NFL, they weren't satisfied. Yeah, they wasn't they wasn't having uh, it. No, we we wanna get him. And he still, up until that point, didn't say sorry. Right. Didn't acknowledge anything, any wrongdoing, didn't take accountability for anything. Right. So now we get to the point where it's eleven games and five million dollars. And that five million is going into that same pot for the for the women. Right. And now he comes out and says, I'm sorry. And he doesn't say, I'm sorry to these 24 women or the 66, the, the full number. No, we, 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 we ain't talking. Listen, the man, the man. This, yeah, there's a lot, bro. There's a lot. 66? A lot. 66, bro. Yeah. You know how many people that is in the room? Somebody said something. I had a conversation with somebody and they said something to me about it. They said this was going on during the height of the pandemic. Right. 66 women wilding height while the, the virus pandemic. was going on he was out there wilding he he didn't even apologize for that <laughs> probably probably went there maskless too yeah even like, if, you're six, <laughs> if you're six feet apart with 66 people it's still it's still a lot it's, it's the fact that he was six feet apart and still was able to, to uh, you know i'm not even gonna say yeah, that no, no, no. <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> I'm starting to put the. I'm starting to. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing my Colombo thing right now. I can't. I, I'm, I'm gonna just leave that alone. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, but yo, it's crazy. It's cra yeah. But like, that's just a guy. He just doesn't get it. Like, he just doesn't understand that what he listen. Whatever you do in your personal life is your personal life, right? But the problem that a lot of these athletes and celebrities and even if you work for a fortune 500 company don't understand is that when you leave that particular facility you still work for that fortune 500 company for that franchise for that big business That's so you got to represent yourself accordingly because if they see you out there smoking crack on the side of the street well this is my personal life no no, no you are employee of, the, of, of this fortune 500 company we can't have that type of image we can't have that so it's like people just feel like they can do whatever they want to do because you're giving them certain amount of money and they feel that they have all of this leeway to do that. Nah, you got to be professional. You have to live your life a certain way. It's why they've given you so much money. It's based on your skill, but it's based on an investment that they believe that you're going to live a certain way. You're going to perform a certain way. And this is why we give you these particular monies. Facts. That's I mean, the way it is. Well, we're talking about, again, we're talking about Cleveland, who snatched up Kareem Hunt, like, right away. Right. So, and I, I don't even think Kareem Hunt fully paid for. No. So, I mean, that this is Cleveland. Crazy. Yeah. This and, and this, so this is the same team. This is the same organization with the same ownership. They're going to keep doing this. Facts. It doesn't matter. Facts. If anybody else can come off the street and beat somebody up or, right. or, or do something. They'll, they'll, they'll look it. into him. They'll look into yep. him. Oh, can he knock somebody down on the ground? So he did, can he did throw you, the football? Right. Did, you, did, you, did you see how he knocked that person out? Maybe he can do that for us. Yeah. Like, that's how they think. Because they're idiots. Yeah. 
I always say desperate franchises, they will they will have certain years, right, where they're good. But they're never consistent because they don't understand how to operate as good. As good. They have no idea how to operate like a regular business. They operate in chaos. So because of that, this is fine for them because this is what they've always done. Look at the Browns in the past couple of years. Like they've been decent this right. season, but then toward the end of the season, dumps the fire. When the lights are on, yeah. it's like all right. Yeah. Cleveland hasn't been good since Tim Couch. Facts. <laughs> Cleveland hasn't been good since Jim Brown. <laughs> Man. Man, that's where they got the name from, right? Like, we just gonna recreate the name, Jim Brown. Go ahead. Like Jim Brown was was the guy. That was the yeah. only time that they was good. That's the only time I can remember, right? And at the end of the day, who really gives a fuck about the Cleveland Browns? Like the the, the what makes me laugh is that okay, he got the eleven games, but were they really contenders before that anyway? Were they? Like if if Deshaun Watson did not get suspended, right? If he didn't do all this wild shit, are they a Super Bowl contender? They had a glimmer, maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. Before the whole OBJ thing happened. Right. At that point, they were at a point because their run game was solid. Right. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were dominating. Right. On the field, but then Baker showed out to be who Baker really is. Right. And then the internal problems with OBJ. They lost all that. And it happened at the same time where the, the season was winding down and they were in position, but they, you know, pulled the lights out. All right. That was it. Yeah. Because of the Browns. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's fine. Browns are going to Brown. Brown's going to Brown. That's it. That's the. My, my whole thing that I took away from it is that Deshaun Watson, the lights are just not on. Like, you, you can be able to speak to him and play. Deshaun, you know that, you know, there's certain money you have to invest and put this away for. You know, for your retirement and stuff like he just like, and then three three hours later he buys a new Maserati or Ferrari or whatever it is, and that that's like in the back of his ears, Craigslist. right? <laughs> he, he just he, that's all he hears. Like you know, you had D Hop probably telling him when he was with the Texans, listen, listen, fam, like yo, you know, there's a certain way to how we move with these with these <laughs> women, like you know what I mean? Like we have a system here, so if you wanna if you wanna get down with that, I could teach you how to do that. And he's like. Craigslist. Craigslist. If you go on it, they will come. <laughs> if you go on it, they will come. <laughs> if you're right, they will come. <laughs> like, yo, he's just he's just different. He's just different. So moving on, moving on. Um I don't like what I'm seeing out of the media, Taj. No. Um my issue is that when certain players have to remove themselves for personal reasons, there's a reason why there's a statement there or that phrase is there, personal reasons. Why can't the media just leave it there? And the reason why I bring this up is because Tom Brady has left the, the Buccaneers for personal reasons. Um, you know, I have some speculation as to why I'm not going to say that that's the, what it is. But if it is what I think it is, the media has no business hounding this man every day at camp, asking the coaches, asking the players when he's going to show up because it's a sensitive topic. This is a guy that's been pretty much available 
to the media and very honest with the media for his entire career. So why can't the media sometimes just give that respect back? Like, you know, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, the media can be an ally. It could be a tool for, to, to better your career, but it can also be a hindrance. Right. It can hurt you. Um, and, I mean, for a guy like Tom Brady, this guy's been in the league forever. I mean, I was a kid watching him in Super Bowl 20-something, whatever yeah. it was, when he beat the Rams. It's like, this guy's been around. He's been winning Super Bowls. Leave him alone. Just leave him alone. Leave him alone. Let him do what he has to do. Whatever it is, he's going to be ready for the season when the season opener starts. Like, I don't understand this fixation that the media gets sometimes around certain players. You give them so much attention on a on a day-to-day basis. If you're not talking about LeBron, you're talking about Tom Brady. Right. Right? So these are like the goats in our game right now, but every little thing that they do is dissected and, my, and like microscopically looked at. Yeah. Like, what's he doing now? Oh, he, you know, it's like these people are human beings right. just like us, right? They got to pay taxes just, just like, like us. us. They got to put their pants on just like us. L- let them alone. Well, some of them take them off. Deshaun. Heard, heard Deshaun. Brady doesn't have to put on his own. <laughs> somebody, somebody, he got somebody to hire. Boston and New England puts his pants. Oh, that's fire! Oh, oh, that's yeah, fire! Yeah, that's yeah, the rule. Yeah. Listen, if I if I had that type of money, I'd do the same thing. I ain't gonna lie to you. A higher a pants yeah. putter on her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, like what do you do? What What do you do for for Barry Granger? I I just I you know put his pants on. <laughs> that's, okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. How much you get paid? Fifty grand a year. Okay. It's fine. Do you, you got do, dental? Oh, it's great. Do you start with one? One leg or both at the same time? Like, so no, what I do is I, you know, I, I live, I deadlift, so I can literally just pick him up and just throw him down the bed. Do you zipper too? Do you zipper? <laughs> nah, I gotta get a different zipper guy. Gotta get a different right, zipper guy. Zipper yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's different. That's different. My, my zipper and buttoner. Right, right, right. You know, that's that, that's that's different section. Yeah. So, nah, but listen, we we have to respect these players' privacy. Yeah. Like it's not all the time where I believe that the media should know what's going on with the player in their personal life. That's their personal life. Like if it happens on the field, all right, fine. You can be able to dissect that however the fuck you want to. But if he's off the field and he wants to be off the grid, allow him to, because I'm sure when he returns, he'll be able to answer any questions that you want. Right. As long as he feels comfortable with that. I don't feel I don't see why me as a player or me as a coach have to constantly ask like answer questions about my star quarterback that has a personal issue going on. Yeah, I would snap. I would literally like make sure that that particular person who's asking me that question will feel this small. Oh, yeah. I would make sure I do that because it's like if I were to come to your house, kick your door down and see you. With your Playboy magazine in the bathroom, do am I gonna ask you what section you're reading, or is, this is your personal business? Like, let people do what they have to do. Like, I don't need to know what goes on in your personal life. That's not my business. My job is to cover the athlete when they're here, not when they're away. Yeah, he's not suspended. He's not fined from the team. It's not a insubordination type of situation he has a personal matter and nine times out of ten when it's a personal matter it's family yep and when it's about family you leave it alone all the way all the way boundaries there's boundaries you know what i'm saying and for me 
Maybe that's why God didn't make me an athlete. Maybe he gave me the gift of this because if I was that type of athlete, I'd probably be like Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> like, oh, I'd be okay. like Lawrence Taylor. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like Albert Bell, oh, okay. Barry Bonds, mm. those type of guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, 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 don't get too dark. Don't get too dark, you know. But um, but we'll talk more about this after the break. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we yeah, in the yeah. studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant oh, Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa. What happened? What you want to say to people? Welcome back, y'all. So, I guess we can stay on the topic of the privacy or, you know, the media having way too much access, right? Mm. I'm a Cowboys fan, and Trayvon Diggs... (laughs) I feel bad for the kid because he's a cornerback. You know, he had a pretty decent season last year. Um, but he had to, like, cancel his social media. Like, he deleted everything because they've they've shown so many clips of him in practice, in scrimmages, getting burned, right? You know, guys are beating him over the top. You know, he's not having, you know, missing assignments or whatever it is, and People are clowning him. You know what I mean? And it's it's one of those things where it's like, for me, I think we have too much access. Yeah. As fans, we have way too much access to know what's going on in these camps. Because how we grew up, you know, boxing was a big thing. Boxing was, was huge, right? Tyson, you got all these other guys. But mm-hmm. could you imagine if we had access to their sparring sessions hmm. where... A certain guy may have connected and put Tyson on his ass. How would we look at Tyson? It would, it would, it would kind of destroy the myth of who he was, right? Yeah. Why do we have to constantly do that to our athletes today? There's a reason why they're athletes. Mm-hmm. Why do we? Need, why do we need to see them getting burned? Why do we have to have so much access? Yeah, I, I think it comes from just this now era that we're in yeah. society like everybody has to have everything now and have access to everything now and it's like the more content they can have it's like we have so many things that we can stream and yeah. watch it's like go watch something else go right watch go watch 98 fiance yeah. or something man <laughs> like, <laughs> do something but I, I just think that a lot of people are so fixated on especially nfl they want to see these players at all times and they they kind of lose the thought that these guys are actually people, people, right? They're not. They're not commodities, right? Right, and it's not. It's not. They're not for show. And off season training camp, that's what it's for. It's for you to get smoked to get it right, so you can get it right exactly. when, it's, when the season starts. So you got to leave these guys alone. Just watch hard knocks, right? That's, that's it. Watch the finished product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you 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 know what happens. Like you know what it takes to 
do hard knocks? Like, how many takes did they have to make? How many mistakes did they make? It's not a perfect thing where they just no. do one shot. Okay, we're out. Like, it's a it's a production. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So it's like, if you were to have full access to see how that actually works, I'm sure people would be like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way that is. I mean, look, a couple of years ago, AB got in trouble because he filmed the, the locker room session right. right after the game. Yeah. Like, you can't do that as a player. So it's, the media shouldn't be trying to do I that agree. In, in, in training camp. Like yeah. You have the media, and then you have the, I don't even say sub-media. It is sub-media. No, there is sub-media. There's sub-media, and then there's the fans that are just have as much access as right. the media. Like, it's like exactly. You're 100% right. The security right. guard in, in the facility is like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> they, they want viral, it's, everything is clickbait and, and going viral. So yeah. they want they want to have access to these players so that they can say, "Look, I just caught him doing this, so I right. can put it on social media and get a thousand right. likes." Exactly. It's like yeah. But when but when you do that, you're you're taking away the integrity of these players Absolutely. and the game. Like you gotta sometimes you gotta see like there's there has to be some mystery. Yeah, it has to be. It some, has like, to be some yeah behind the curtain. Absolutely, the strings. You can't know every little thing that's going I, on. I completely you gotta agree. just watch the sport. Yeah, and enjoy it for yeah. what it is. It's like it's like how comedy shows do with the big with the big uh, acts. Like you can't have a phone. At a Chris Rock show, you can't have a phone at the Dave Chappelle show. They put your phone in this little ass bag. Like when I went to go see um, uh, Chris Rock and and, um, and Kevin Hart at uh, Jones Beach, you know, me and my girlfriend, we had the we had these little like pouches, and we had to throw it in there, yeah. and you can't use it. Like if you try to take that phone out the pouch, they kicking you out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that needs to happen in sports. Maybe that has to be sort of like where it's like okay. When you get here, you can be able to take pictures of the athletes. You see them on the field and all that. But once practice actually begins and they start to do things, phones go away. Fast. We got to take these. It's accountability. It is. And you're asking people, yeah. you know what I mean, that feel like they paid their right to. Right. That's another thing. I have it's the right to do this. It's bootlegging. It is bootlegging. Yeah, you don't own the rights to the, the production that's going no. on. So you can't really film right. it. So, you know, it's. It's, it's where we are in time right now. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel like they have all the access. It's too, mu- it's too much for me. It, it, it really, like for me as a longtime sports fan, it really just, it dumbs it down for me, man. Like I, I just, I don't like what I see. Like, could you imagine, like, I don't know if any of our great athletes that we hold in such high regard back in the day could survive in this, in this era. No. I don't think so. Because of how they grew up. Like, you know what I mean? Now, obviously, this is a different environment. These people are, we grew up in social media. These guys are now, you know, they grew up a part of this culture. But still doesn't make it right. Still doesn't make it right. No. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for the NFL, I think the NFL needs to step in. Because for a guy like Trayvon Diggs, I'm sure that there's other players, you're now affecting his work. You're now affecting his psyche going to work. Like, he has to now worry about or ask or answer questions about some viral video. He's not worried about trying to get defenses down or whatever scheme he's trying to lock down or, you know, he had to study the playbook last night or whatever it was. He has to answer questions about going viral. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, facts. Like, I just saw one with um, Elijah Moore and Sauce Gardner. Right. Up against, and they're saying, oh, like, you're putting them against each other. Yeah, they got practicing against each other. but you're Every day. Somebody's psyche. Yeah. yeah. So either the rookie's not going to develop or the sophomore is not going right. to develop. It's just keep that on the wraps. Just keep it on the wraps. Like there's no re- cuz like you got to you 
as an organization, you have to protect your investment. Yeah. You have to. So if you invest all of these millions of dollars, you need to make sure that whatever outside sources are trying to take away from that investment, you got you to gotta nullify that. You got to eliminate it. Simple. Facts. That, that, that fall, that maybe that doesn't fall on the NFL. Maybe that falls on the actual individual organizations. You know what I'm saying? Because think about other sports. We don't get much access in the NBA like that. In practices, no. You don't see guys getting dusted in practice like that. Because the NBA does it correctly. Right. They're going to give you limited access to these guys in these certain, certain situations. So why can't the NFL? Because the NFL, it's all about money for them. They don't really... It, the more I look at the NFL as what they are, they don't care about the individual athlete. It's about the bigger scale. It's money. It's about money. It's about how much money you can be able to make. Hey, we can be able to charge these, these fans X amount of dollars to go to camp, to go to practice. But they're, they're not thinking about, oh, yeah, well, we have to protect the athletes. They don't really care. No. They don't really care. If you're willing to pay the money, we'll give you the access. It's bullshit. It is. Total. It's complete bullshit. It's exploitation of the fans. It's exploitation. You know, I don't know. I don't like it here on the All Even Podcast. Now, what I do like, what I do like is when certain franchises that I despise for certain reasons publicly burn. Mm. And when I say that, I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Talk about it. Talking about the Brooklyn Nets, I am one of those people that will see a car fire and I'll just watch it. As long as nobody's in it, I'll watch it because it's just fascinating to me to see how this piece of metal can just burn this way and nobody's coming here to put it out. I'm just going to keep watching it. That's what I feel about the Brooklyn Nets. It's something that's continuing to burn and everybody's just standing around watching it. And I'm going to watch it as well because I saw this coming, Taj. Claw, I saw it. I think we all did. You know, before this show was, you can see my ugly mug, you heard my voice. And I told people, Nets fans, be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. You want to put two guys on a franchise that have never been leaders, that have personality problems. They don't blend well with their teammates. They don't blend well with people off the court either. You're going to give them full power to run roughshod in your franchise. Mm -mm -mm. And everybody was like, this is going to work. This is not 2K. It's not the way this shit works. Personalities matter. If I don't like you and I'm not the biggest professional, we're going to have problems. Oh, yeah. We're going to have problems. So... We had Kyrie Irving. He convinced Kevin Durant to come here, Brooklyn. They should have went to the Knicks, right? They should have went to the Knicks. And when Steve Nash got hired, that was Kevin Durant's thing. He wanted Steve Nash, right? Wanted Steve Nash. Then what what does Kyrie do? We don't need a coach. We don't need a coach. Kevin Durant can coach. I can coach. Whoever can coach. As soon as the man got hired, you just completely just took the legs out from him, right? Then... He goes ahead and says, you know what? I want, I want James Harden. So then you go get a third guy that's never been a leader, that has locker room issues, that doesn't condition himself well. No, no, we're going to put him here too. That makes sense. And what did people say? 
They weren't talking about how it couldn't work. They said, man, these are the three best offensive players we've ever seen in NBA history. That's what they went with. While me, on my little podcast, would say, Nets fans, be careful what you wish for. You putting these three personalities together that have no idea how to control a franchise, and those are the guys you're going to trust? Okay. So now we're here, right? Now we're here. Kyrie Irving took as much PTO time as he wanted to. Don't want to get vaxxed. All this stuff, right? Sage in the building and all this shit, right? You, you, got, you, got, Kevin, you got Kevin Durant, you know, going, going crazy on, on, on fans, on social media. He always does that. But now he's saying that he don't want to be a net no more. He, he wants to be traded. So the Nets, they don't want to trade him. They want to run it back. So he met with Joe Sy in Paris and still said, I want to get traded. Now, we're like two weeks later and nothing's happened. Joe Sy doesn't want to trade him. My thing is, why hold on to something that doesn't want to be there? Money, yeah. Well, I mean, definitely the, money. The dude just signed a four-year, a hundred and what, ninety-something million. I agree. Not the two hundred. Yeah, yeah. You so back, bro. you got to give some of that back, or you got to play for some of that. All right, I agree with that, right? But my thing is this: you made the mistake. You gave these three players power, and they destroyed your franchise in a very quick, uh, you know fashion press the reset button yeah say to yourself we going i'm gonna keep the front office the way it is i'm gonna keep the coach i'm gonna keep him a gm because my gm has done well he's made some mistakes but i think he's done a pretty decent job and we just gonna reset this and the people that we get in here from now on are going to be they're gonna be locker room guys we're going to draft kids that are about team, that are about organization first, and we're not going to headhunt and chase superstars anymore. There's nothing wrong with that. The Nets fan base has been a shit dumpster fire for decades. Yeah. The only time they, they had a little bit of success with Jason Kidd, they had back-to-back finals back in the early 2000s, right? But other than that, there really has not been much success for this, this franchise. So I don't think that Nets fans are going to look at you and say, you lied to us. What are you doing? They're used to it. They're used to rebuilding. So just press the reset button and do it the right way. Don't try to salvage it all because you decided to give him a a, a five-year extension worth $200 million or whatever it is. You chose to do that. You chose to give somebody who's never been a leader, who's always just wanted to hoop. You gave him that money. You gave him that 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 power. He's not Steph Curry. You give you you if you give that power to Steph, Steph is not going to abuse it. You give that power to LeBron. LeBron's not going to abuse it. You give that power to Chris Paul. He's not going to abuse it. Certain people deserve certain certain leeway. Right. You don't give that to everybody. For every LeBron, you're going to have ten dummies. Seriously. So you as the organization have to understand what you're doing, and you got to cut your losses. Don't try to, oh, we're, we're going to keep, we're going to put our foot down now. You're going to put your foot down now after four years? After what he did to the franchise already? After allowing Kyrie Irving to stay home, collect half, half his game checks? And then when the team has injury problems, you go call him back and say, Kyrie, could you, could, could you come play? 
How can anybody respect you as a franchise? That's where they're at right now. The only way they're going to get their respect back is to get rid of everybody. Yeah. Don't keep the same poison that's there and thinking that it's going to work. But can Brooklyn handle that? Like, this thing. They have no fan base. You're from New York. It's like, this is how it is. Is you're from New York and then you're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn is its own. It's different. It's own oh, city. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's yeah. like being from the Bronx. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah, yeah it's nah, different. It's New York City and then there's Brooklyn. Right. It's its own thing. Right. That's why they got their own team. They got their own. Everything. Skyline. Like, yeah. right now. Like, shit is different. Yeah. Right. So it's a matter of, can they handle that? I think they can. Because the thing is, if you go to a Nets game, <laughs> yeah, that place is a tomb. Like, they, I, I go to a Nets game, I'm like, listen, the, uh, are the fans here? They don't cheer, they don't do nothing. They're all there taking pictures and selfies and shit. They're all hippies. They're all hippies that go to Brooklyn games. They don't even watch the games. They can't go to Knicks games too expensive. No, Nick yeah. games, Nick games, people, people want to go there. Like, when people go to Nick games, they go in there to watch the Knicks. When people go to Brooklyn games, they just go there to go. They don't care about the, they don't actually care about the game. They don't. It's a different feeling in right. the garden. So like your, you know, like my son, your kids, right? They're gonna if they choose to be Nets fans, they're going to be the next generation that actually becomes real fans. They don't have real fans right now. The real fans that are Nets fans are Jersey fans. Facts, facts. And they isolated those fans because they moved the team from Jersey to Brooklyn. Most Jersey people are not traveling to Brooklyn to go watch the games. So that's the fan base right now. So you're really not doing anything if you press the reset button. But for me, as an owner, you're not going to tell me what you're going to do. Because for me, I would take it personally. I'm a billionaire. Facts. You're going to walk into my office after I've cut you two checks already and tell me what you're not going to do? My man, I'll see you at practice. And I'm going to call you a bluff. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna have a conversation where it's gonna be cordial. I'm gonna be. Well, what what can we do, Kevin Durant, to make sure that you're happy? I've done everything that 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 you, that you asked already. Facts. I gave you Steve Nash when nobody thought that he would be a coach, not even an assistant coach. He goes from not coaching at all to being a head coach. I gave you that. I gave you Blake Griffin when nobody wanted his washed up ass. I gave you uh, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge when nobody wanted his washed up ass. I gave you Patty Mills, overpaid for him. Got you Kyrie, got you Kate, uh, got you uh, uh, Harden. I got you all these players. I allowed you to have family members on the plane. I, I allowed you to have all of this access in my organization. I did that for you. I made my GM be at your beck and call. He can be able to call you whatever and let you know what he wants and the GM will go get, you for, get, get it for you. So you're gonna sit here now while you're on vacation on, in the offseason and tell me what you're not going to do? Hmm. It, listen, that like I said, God has a sense of humor. They know that they can't give me that type of money, Taj. They don't make me an owner. <laughs> because I'm telling you, the next thing that I would say to him, we're going to have the lawyers call you and we're going to let you out of this contract. I don't care how much it, it costs me to do this. I don't want you nowhere near my building. You can go wherever the hell you want to. And the message that I'm going to send to the league is that I am not going to have any athlete take my, fr my franchise hostage. Not one. 
I'm the owner, not you. Yeah, I mean, this 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 sets precedence for players moving forward. Yeah. Um, K, what KD is doing right now is messing up the power balance. Yeah. LeBron was the guy who ushered in the player empowerment right. movement. But KD took it and was like, I'm going to do what you did, but I'm going to do it worse. Right. Harden, same thing. Harden, all of these guys. Yep. Like, it's, it's ruining the show. Yeah. The thing that yeah. people don't realize is they get on LeBron about him wanting to build super teams. But LeBron has always obligated his contract. Exactly. He has never forced his way out of a team. Never asked, up, ever. asked for a trade. He's never asked for a trade. And he's never gone to an owner or a GM that we know of and said, it's either me or them. Right. KD is doing all of this, and when people clap back at him, he claps back at them because he don't like what they're saying, which is the truth. KD, you are a great player, but at the end of the day, bro, that move to Golden State was soft as baby shit. Then you said you wanted to go to Brooklyn and start your own thing, but you had to bring Kyrie along, Mr. Sage Master himself. Then you bring Kyrie in who doesn't want to play in the bubble because he's got a shoulder injury and tries to convince other people not, not to, play. to play in the bubble, even though he couldn't play anyway because of his shoulder injury. Man told about starting his own league. What that at? Started his own league. <laughs> what that at? Couldn't do it. Then he sits out a whole year for the vaccine, whatever that is. And then he says, I'm going to come back and play half the games, half the season. Then the season's over. He's like... I want to leave. I want to go somewhere else. Where am I going to go? I want to go to L.A. I want to try to fill those shoes. And think about it. Think about it, right? The franchise, he go to the franchise and say, okay, I'm looking for a max contract. Franchise looking at him like. <laughs> Where? <laughs> for, what what max contract are you talking about? You, Mr. PTO, you talking about max contract? Nah, we ain't giving you nothing. Yeah, what if they What if they both, right? Because what was the, the whole holdup with the Kyrie deal for L.A.? Uh well they want the future. They, LA wanted the LA, first round. the Nets said that they wanted both picks and LA wasn't willing to give up both picks at the time. Now it's different. Okay. That's different. I'm going to get into that a little they bit. They both try to go over there. Would that happen? It could happen if the Lakers push the nuclear button. And they, they just blow it down. I mean just the, the only way that that would happen is if the Lakers trade Anthony Davis. If they trade Anthony Davis, they can have KD and Kyrie. But and the two first-round picks. And the two first-round picks. Clearly, and I feel like K- KD is on the same spectrum that Melo was on. He's not the guy. He wasn't the guy right. when he was here. Correct. He needs to be a role player. Yes, he has to be He has else. to be the, the, the B. Exactly. And he's not, he's not, not the, the alpha. A. He's the B. He wants to be the A so bad. But right. he's proven to everyone Correct. that I can't handle, you can't leave me home alone yet Correct. and use the stove. Correct. I'm not mature enough. The facts. Which true. is why he works so well in Golden State. System. Exactly. You know, I, that, I hated it. That structure, but the leadership, all he had to do was play basketball. He didn't have to do nothing else. Steph was the leader. Draymond was the was the emotional support. Uh, you know, Clay was the was the constant. You had Steve Kerr, that's a great a great head coach for whatever that is. Yeah, Igadala, you got all of this structure there. All he had to do was play basketball. Now you go to Brooklyn and everybody's looking at you like, yo, what, what are we gonna do, KD? We need, we need your help. Where we're going? And he's like, Nigga, I don't know. What, like, what, what, what you asking me for? I'm, I'm looking for you. I'm looking at you for some answers. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the problem. That's the problem. So the NBA is going to be in for, there's a power struggle about oh, yeah. to happen. That new CBA that's going to go down, we may end up having a full lockout. 
not having any NBA games when that new, uh, you know, agreement or negotiation goes down because the owners are going to give you all of these examples and say, this is why we don't want this new CBA anymore. We want power back. When's that going? Uh, it's in a couple of years. Yeah. In a couple of years. A, a top, like a timeline countdown for that? That'd be great. Yeah. That, it's, it's a couple of years, man. It's, trust me. So everybody enjoy the NBA now because you may not have it for, for quite some while Yeah, when that shit goes down because the owners are going to have to get power back. And me, I'm always pro player, but in this situation, you got guys that fuck it up for everybody. Like, you know what I mean? For, for LeBron to usher in the player empowerment, for guys like Dame Lillard that do it the right way, other people that do it the right way, you got these idiots and, and, and dumbasses that tend to want to destroy the system. Guys like like Kawhi and, 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 and Russell Westbrook and, and uh, KD and Kyle. All of these dudes just screw it up for everybody. And now, now everything is going to have to get back on lockdown. It's the way it is, right? The good got to suffer for the bad. Yeah. I mean, it started with Ben Simmons. Then Another one. Then kind of wrote the book on how to F up player empowerment. Like, think about it. They got three dudes on the same team that did the same shit. Exactly. Like, yo, if I'm the owner, I'm blowing this whole thing up. Blowing it up. I don't want none of them. Give me the worst team in the league. I, at least I can get some draft picks and just reset. I don't want none of these idiots. One guy can't shoot because he don't want to. The other one don't want to show up to shoot. And, <laughs> and the other one, all he wants to do is shoot, and you can't speak to him. That's crazy. That's crazy. But we're going to talk about more basketball talk. We got to talk about LeBron James. He uh, he uh, signed that extension. I'm very happy. Oh, yeah. I'm very happy because it, it tells me what's about to go down mm-hmm. after the break. Yo, this is Cigar Jensen Gals. I want to give a shout out to my boy Barry for leaving podcast. Keep doing your thing, bro. Killing it. Welcome back, y'all. So I, I'm on cloud nine, y'all. I ain't gonna lie to you. As a Lake fan, I'm happy. I haven't had much to smile about in the last two years, yeah. I say. <laughs> but I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. Happy today. LeBron James signs his two-year, $97 million extension. I am on cloud nine. You know what? Because LeBron James is going to be here for at least another two years. Now, if he wants to go leave and play with LeBron, I don't give a shit about that. But he's here for the next two years. I'm good with that. So what that means is that they had conversations. Him, uh, Rob Palenka, Jeannie, maybe the Rambai were there too. I don't know why you would even speak to Kurt Rambis. There's no reason for him to be there, but whatever. He might have been there too. And they probably reassured him that they're going to make certain changes to be able to keep the Lakers competitive. I don't think LeBron James ever wanted to leave L.A., but it would be hard for him to accept that extension if you know that you have no chance of winning. If you win a championship, cool. If you don't win a championship, cool, but at least be competitive to have a shot, right? Yeah. I'm not going to sign up and look like Kobe's last few years with the Lakers where they gave him that big ex- uh, extension, that thank you extension, and the team was, was terrible. Yeah. He wasn't trying to have a situation like that. So do you think him agreeing to that extension signals that something's coming? Or is it just an isolated incident where he just signed the extension and we still don't know what the Lakers going to do? I mean, to be honest with you, LeBron should have took the money 
because the guys played. Um, this is year twenty now. Yeah. He's going in. When he was in Miami, he took less money. He right. restructured his deal every year. He would sign these one and ones, yep. so that he could always have the team could have cap flexibility. Now he's at the twilight of his career. Take the money, man. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I think you know you have a lot of people out there, some pundits, you, you Skip Bayless, and some other people saying that Skip, 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 uh, that you know he should he should take less money to have the team have more assets. But right. as an athlete, right, that's not my business. My business is I'm in the business of making money. I'm in the business of competing, right? I'm going to take all the money that I can get, and I'm going to let you figure out how to work the cap. That's not my business. They got people that go to school to be able to know how to finagle the cap. Facts. That's not my business. My business is to sign this money <laughs> that you got in front of me and take all of it. Not give you nothing else. Yeah, sign this money. <laughs> I'm gonna sign this money away. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like I. Do, it's not my job to give you back funds. It ain't. No. And I mean the other thing too about it is if he would have said, "Let me restructure this two year deal," fans would have criticized him for oh, how many more players you need to sign on right. the team. Right. Exactly. Trying to build another. Oh, LeBron team. wants another super team. Uh, he, uh. he took five dollars. They would have got. Can't win. <laughs> Can't win for trying. Listen, let me tell you something. I be on the Laker boards, right? I'm a big Laker fan, so I'll be in the blogs and the 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 the, the, the threads and all that shit. Laker fans are the worst. Oh, yeah. You think Nick fans are bad? You think Jets fans are bad or whatever fan base you, you root for? No one's worse than Laker fans. Because to this day, they still hate LeBron James. Oh, yeah, they do. There's like 70% of Laker fans that don't like LeBron. He's not Kobe Bryant. He comes here. Bro, he... Him and Kobe were cool. Yeah. He looked up to Kobe. Kobe was his man. What he I don't like the way he did that tribute because it's fake. What? They did like yo, it's always <laughs> something. Like, dude, the man came here. The man came here. Like, he literally said, Hey Lakers, I see that the, the franchise is struggling a little bit. I'd like to help. <laughs> I'd like to help. They didn't recruit him. He went there. It's like Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Why would Tampa Bay ever hate Tom Brady? Well, Tom Brady, he played for the Patriots. And who cares? He came here and delivered a championship to you, right? You should have loved Tom Brady for the rest. And that's what they do. Tampa loves Tom Brady. Why do the Lakers not love LeBron James? And I'm saying it's not everybody. But you got those Kobe stands. We got friends, bro. That I argue with them every day. I'm a man. He's like, yo, I'm a Kobe fan. And you know, LeBron J- I just don't like the way things work with LeBron. I said, let me ask you a question. This is, I always ask this question about Kobe stands. I said, do you know that Kobe demanded a trade out of LA? Oh, yeah. Do you know that Kobe wanted to be a Clipper? Oh, yeah. Do you know that Kobe wanted to be a Chicago Bull? Oh, yeah. And they ended up not trading him and fixing the franchise so that was his way of getting control right but no one talks about that but let lebron do the same thing let the lakers not do any moves this year and they start the season with westbrook and everybody there right and the team struggles and lebron james you hear you see the breaking news ticker come across the screen lebron james demands a trade out of la People would start burning his jerseys instantly. Oh, yeah. We're doing a bond 
bonfire. Right. We're doing a bonfire. Everybody's coming. We're streaking in the corner. Like, <laughs> bring the Space Jam jersey. <laughs> bring that shit Space Jam jersey. It's not Jordan's jersey. I've never seen an athlete be criticized as much as LeBron James. For what? I mean, the man is arguably one of the greatest basketball players to ever walk the planet. Ever play the game. To ever walk the planet. And that's 75 years. Yeah. He is one of the greatest. So there's no there's no wiggle room in that conversation. He's up there. He's up there with the goats. I'm sorry if you guys don't like that. Right. He's one of the sorry, goats. Sorry, but not sorry. Yeah. He's one of the goats. You know what I mean? I think it was the era too. Like we don't appreciate. Anything. We don't appreciate nothing. You know how many like great albums come out, and you listen to the album, you're like, that was fire. Somebody's like, that shit's weird. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't. It ain't. You know. It ain't Nas. Yo, it, it don't have to be. And then five years later, or something happens to the yeah. album or something. Yo, he was the goat. That was the best album ever. The, like, you, you know what it is with people? I think we have this thing in our culture where we can't help but compare, right? We don't enjoy greatness from when we see it. We have to compare it to something rather than just say, man, that guy is just really, really good. You know what I'm saying? He's good at what he does. Nicole is great at what she does. I'm not looking at Nicole and saying, wait, you're you're no Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Back in my day. Like, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) You you, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, like, why would I have to do that? Why do you have to compare but honestly, most of the comparisons don't make sense. No. They don't. Like when they compare, when they talk about Jordan, right? They compare LeBron to Jordan. They're two different players. They don't even do the same thing. No. 100%. Jordan scored a different way. Jordan played a different way. LeBron James is more comparable to Magic. And Oscar Robinson. That's who he's comparable to. But because people don't look at Magic Johnson as one of the greatest top three players of all time, they have to look for something. Jordan. You know that people that were before Jordan's era don't look at Jordan as the GOAT? You know who they look at as the GOAT? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Facts. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the GOAT. Nobody wants to talk about Kareem. He's the all-time leading scorer. Six championships. Six MVPs. 19 all-star appearances. 19 all-star appearances. Man, played over 20 years, right? Nobody wants to no, never, Nobody never talks about Kareem as being the goal. Jordan. He's Jordan. You see his shoes? The only man in the NBA to have an unstoppable move. Scott but that's what I'm saying. It's all about the media wave. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's kicking down the door for Kareem. Everybody cares about Jordan. So they so right. So so it doesn't matter what athlete comes after this, they're always going to get compared to Jordan. Everybody. Giannis when he starts the he's continuing his domination. He would Jordan knew how to shoot jump shots. Giannis doesn't shoot. So he doesn't have to shoot. He's killing without shooting. And now when he starts to shoot, well he's not a better shooter than Jordan. <laughs> like what are we doing? Like, yo, it's, it's nonsense. It's yeah. annoying. It and is. the same thing is going to happen in football. Justin Herbert, he's going to be ripping the place down. He's new Tom Brady. He, what does he have to be? He doesn't have to be. Just appreciate the guy for what he does. He came to L.A. He won a championship. I appreciate that. If he wins another one, great. 
But at the same time, he's going to get his jersey retired in three places. Name yeah. another player that does that. Name another player that has that. And one Cleveland and one, and one everywhere. Yeah, I think right now in the moment of it, all of these, uh, you know, the Mickey chants and all that stuff, when he's retired and gone from the game. Oh, they're going to miss it. They are going to miss him. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone else right now that I'm watching. I mean, you got the Jaws, you got the Jason Tatums and guys like that, Luca and all those guys. Giannis, yep. But none of those guys are going to have the same impact nope. that LeBron has had over the last 20 years in basketball. And think about it, too. Not even just basketball, Taj. Outside of basketball. Talking about outside Everything. of basketball. What he's done for the game. What he's done for kids in his area. In Akron. Like, creating a school. You, you know you had people criticizing the man? Well, that, that school is there's a whole bunch of subsidies. It's not his money. So what? He created the school. He built it. He got the ball in motion to make other people pay for it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's what you're supposed to do. No, the thing, it, it's crazy because the thing about him is like he was, he became what he was supposed to be. Right. From high school. Name another athlete you know I mean? that lived up to the hype and then went yeah. over the cliff. Yeah. Like, no one's ever, granted, these guys normally make it to the first year. Who's your man that got signed? He's like 400 pounds now. Um, Ooh, was Zion? Yeah, exactly. He's supposed to be old. He's I'm, supposed to be the next LeBron. He's the one. And he's like one. And 10, 10, yeah, 10, 10 hamburgers <laughs> later, you know, <laughs> he got, he got weight issues. Barkley 2.0. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't even call him Barkley. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. Barkley was great. Barkley was great. But that, it's like, for, for us, I don't know when as a society we'll stop doing this. Because we do it with everything. Yeah. Sports, movies, politicians. Like, we do it with every particular aspect of our lives we compare we compare we compare because it's like i i guess for some people they they don't ever get out of that era like they're just stuck in a time loop i think that's what it is i mean we don't, don't know people that still dress like 2005 yeah i mean i still got a homie that 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 still wears uh jorts like john cena and he and then he ties his yeah, he his puts his, his puts his uh puts his laces in his jeans. Remember that was like that was like early two thousands. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's bad. You know, so, so you got people that still still live in time loops. You know what I mean? Like so, I just want people to to just be better. Just be better. Be better. But I tell you, who's not gonna be better? It's Danny Ainge. Oh, Danny Ainge. I ain't gonna lie to you, Danny Ainge right now. They've re-engaged with the New York Knicks for this, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell trade. Donovan Mitchell hasn't gone back to Utah in like six months. <laughs> he's been he's been everywhere in New York, and he refuses to go back to Utah. So he's sending signals like, "I ain't trying to go back there. It's Mormon. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want I want to be here. I want to watch Met games. I want to do whatever the hell I want to do in New York." Right? Danny Ainge got y'all over a barrel. I ain't gonna lie to you, Knicks fans. If you saw what the Rudy Gobert package was, that's exactly what he wants. Mm -hmm. So you as the resident Nick fan, Claw, what are you willing to give up for Donovan Mitchell? Fournier. What is it? Fournier. 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 Um, water cooler. Water cooler. And some of the staff that just make bad decisions. That's about it. And a couple picks. That money doesn't work. That money doesn't work. You got to at least get to like 30 something million dollars. Well, Julius and Fournier goes way over that. Okay. 
So would you take, would you trade Randall and four picks? No. I'll keep Randall at that point. I'll take, I'll get rid of some subs. You get rid of RJ? Hell no. I gotta keep, if I could keep RJ, Randall, and, I mean, I like Quigley, but you can trade him though if you need to. What about you, Taj? Who, if you were the Knicks GM, who would you give up and what would be, what would be enough? Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not negotiating any further. I mean, at this point, you might have to get a third team involved just to make the trade work. Right. But I would trade, I'd get rid of Randall. I'd get rid of Fournier. I'd move Randall to another team. I'd move Fournier over to Utah. And maybe like four draft picks. They really want Quentin Grimes, and the Knicks refuse to give up Quentin Grimes. And I don't blame them. Right. Kids got a lot of upside. Talented, yeah. So you hold on to your young guys and you bring another young guy in. But I'm just looking at the roster. If they get Mitchell, they got Brunson. So you ain't going to have any guards over six feet tall. So then what are you going to do? It's not enough. It's not enough. You get You get Mitchell. No matter what you do, you're going to have to gut that team a bit. So if you get Mitchell, you have to try to get somebody else to pair with him. And the problem with that is that if you give up too many assets, you're not going to have enough assets to, to do anything else. So they're in a tough spot. The Knicks need a culture changer. They need somebody that is box office that people are going to want to watch. It's just like when Melo got there, Melo was box office. But the problem was that they traded everything to get him. So when he got here, it was nothing, it was nothing but it was a skeleton team. It was bones. So they couldn't compete for a long period of time. They had that one year where they had Jason Kidd. They had Novak. They had Rasheed Wallace. They had the veterans there. They won the division. You know, they, 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 played, the, um, they played the Pacers in the second round yeah. and lost. But that was, the, that, was their, that was their best shot. And then after that, it just went to shit. So... They don't want to repeat that, but how do you how do you kind of mend the the how, how do you bridge the gap? Because what Danny Ainge wants is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I'll tell you what's interesting. six picks, five players. Like, what are you doing? The hey. Knicks, the Knicks, and the Jazz have, have a game, a nationally televised game, the one and only game that the Jazz. Have when's the game? Against the Knicks, it's in uh, I think December or Ooh, January. Sometime. Lordy. So, I, I'm wondering why the NBA decided to put that oh, they game know. Oh, on they know. the schedule. They know. It's got to happen. They know. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. What do you give up, though? Yeah. I don't know. And you got those idiots. Gotta keep RJ, you got those idiots on TikTok. What are you talking about? Danny Ainge ruined the offseason. Of course he did. Yeah, he did. You see any trades happen to Taj? You see any movement on the offseason? After that Rudy Gobert trade, shit went dead. Completely dead, because everybody looking at Danny Ainge like, nigga, you, is you crazy? Did you just throw everything? Like, you, you, you know, <laughs> listen, I know for a fact, right, that after that deal went down, GMs called Danny Ainge and was like, yo, can, you, you got time? I, I, we need to speak. Oh, no, 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 I ain't got no time. I'm, I'm on vacation with the family. Okay, when you get back, let me know, because I'll pull up. I'm definitely going to pull up. Yeah. Because it's like you done screwed it up for all of us. Right. You screwed it up for everybody. I can't make, I want to go, I was this close to getting Kevin Durant, my man. You done screwed it up now. Because the idiot Nets are going to want exactly what you traded for. What you demanded. And more. And more. Rudy Gobert went for that. The largest package 
pause in NBA history. Rudy Gobert. Not LeBron. Not Steph Curry. Not Dame. Somebody who was a liability offensively. He shut down the league, right? Bring COVID into the league? Exactly. Much, so much. he shut down the league with COVID. He shut down the league with this trade, too. Need that guy. Yo, it's the worst. <laughs> it's worse Yo, it's the worst. The guy can't switch on a pick and roll. He can't get out to guard the three. It's the absolute worst. He, he's terrible. Terrible. And you got, absolutely worth it. And you got people, you don't know, you, Danny Ainge is great. Stupid. Just Danny dumb. Ainge is a plant. He came over from Boston. Yeah. To screw things up yeah. for, for everyone else. Message. So it is. Stupid. Listen. Moving on. You're a Mets fan. Right? From Queens. Call Queens. Yeah. Right? Nicole, she she not she not from Queens. And she is she, she gets a pass, Does she? She does. Wait, how does she get a pass? She went. Oh. You know what? All right. All right. There you go. There, there you go. go. That's fine. <laughs> That's all right. She's she going to pass. She's yeah, born into she it. The, the mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the Mets this season? I think they got a shot, man. Yeah. I really do. This 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 year feels different. different. Yeah. Their rotations are good. Their pitching is a, oh my gosh, the pitching is amazing. Man. When when Diaz comes out on that field, man. Ooh, yo, you know that that entrance is fire. It's <laughs> 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 hard, son. You go there, you go, yo. It's a it's a party when Diaz comes out. Yeah, I, you I, need that in New York. Yeah, in Queens. Yeah, like, yeah. For the culture, yeah. You need that. Nah, we we identify with that team so much, man. Like, you know, me growing up as a as a Met fan, like I I took to that team because they were right there in Flushing. Like, if they were in Jersey, or I wouldn't take to them like that. If I had to go to the city and go watch the, net, the, the, the Mets, it wouldn't be the same. They in Queens. They literally exactly. in Queens. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that, it's just, it's that culture, man. It's the <laughs> vibe that you get when you go there. The, 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 the ballpark is beautiful. You know, the, the new owner that we have, Steve Cohen, protect, protect that man at all costs. Like, he's a fan, and it shows in how he's operating the team. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm with you, man, in regards to it feeling different. It just has this, this real feel. The last time I felt like that was 2015. They had that type of team, and that team went to the World Series. Now, we lost, but, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great season because it was, it was great, great camaraderie. They had, it, was, it felt like a real team, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the Yankees, hey, listen, you got you to gotta give the Yankees some credit, too, because they've had a good season. I think Aaron Judge... He's having a historic season right now. I think he has 46 home runs right now. So he's on pace to 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 um break um Roger Maris's home run record for the Yankees, which is great. They're struggling a little bit offensively right now, but you know, they'll be able to get it together. Jimmy Jimmy doesn't really care about about the Yankees, right? Not really. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. You can you can stay here now. That's fine. <laughs> Anybody that likes the Yankees, you got to go. Yeah, you said he pretty were. You're good. But um I bring I bring this whole baseball thing up because one, I love baseball, but I decided to watch Derek Jeter's The Captain, uh, seven part series on uh ESPN Plus. And it was pre- he was the only Yankee outside of A Rod, Reggie Jackson that I respected. You know what I'm saying? But watching his story 
just made me respect the man even more. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the fact that, you know, grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, grew up, you know, had biracial parents, his father's black, mother's white, and dealing with that dynamic growing up, you know, people didn't really, if you, if you think about Derek Jeter as an athlete, right, we've, we never heard the media talk about that with Derek Jeter. They never discussed his biracial parents. They never discussed his background. They never discussed anything like that because they looked at him as if he was colorless, right? OJ. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not black. I'm OJ, right? So, and hearing him talk about it and saying that it bothered him for people to not think that he was black or he identified with whatever his his background. He identifies with both sides of it. But for them to not even like acknowledge it made it seem like he was above race. Nobody's above race. You are what you are. Right. You know what I mean? But what I've realized is that people pick and choose who they want to disassociate that stuff with oh, because yeah. they like you, because you're a good person. Oh, we don't see color. If any person that says that to me that doesn't see color, I got a problem with you. Because color is everywhere. Just because you don't see it don't mean I I don't live it. When he got signed and went back to Kalamazoo, Michigan, he said the first encounter that he had with racism that he was crossing the street with his homies and some dude pulled up in a car and was like, oh, you can go back wherever you go, wherever you were at, N-word, you know what I mean? Like, and for the first time, like, he's looking at it like, why would you say that to me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no read, but that's how people look at you. doesn't matter how great you are playing baseball, no matter how many hits you get, no matter how many great interviews you do and how the media looks at you and what type of darling you are, that's who you are. And if anybody doesn't respect that, I don't respect them. And it was, it was great. It was great seeing him kind of, speak about it because as an athlete when he was doing his thing he just cared about playing he just wanted to win he just wanted to do what he possibly could do for the Yankees to win and couldn't worry about the social issues as he was playing now as he's retired he's starting to do more he's starting to express himself more he created the players tribune for players to be able to speak about certain things that they can't speak about with the media. Derek Jeter did all that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just watching that documentary, man, I, I respect the guy so much. Yeah, Jeter's, Jeter's a legend, man. Yeah. I mean, I think about that 2000 uh, World Series, the Subway Series. <sighs> that was a that was a great time. To yeah, be yo, that, you, you talk about, tr like, turf wars, oh, yeah. Nicole? Like that was like that, that was like that the was, end of like the old New York though. Yeah, like, that was yeah, that was the end of it. Like, the next yeah, she just got weird. Like you were, you were born in two thousand, right? Ninety nine. So you were. Listen, at the, at that point, at that point, it's like that time. That time, man, was it was different. It was just different, man. Like I remember going to school and. You know, you see dudes with a Yankee fitted, and it's on. It was straight like, brawls. Yeah, like, we talking about straight fights. Up brawls. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... Remember the fights on the end train? Oh, my goodness. The seven train? End train, yo. Once those doors closed, it got nasty. Got nasty. And 2000 was rough. You know what I'm saying? Who, who you rep? Oh, you a Met fan? Oh, word? 
Yeah, it wasn't Crips and Bloods. Yeah, he right here, bro. He right here. He right here. We got one. We got one. <laughs> and then when we got her ass kicked, it was just like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we got to eat that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We lost in five games. We got to eat that. Then yeah, we're no hat the next day. Like, no. Talk about it. You know, like, but the one thing, one thing I will say about Derek Jeter in that, in that documentary I didn't respect. I didn't appreciate. He said that, you know, playing in New York as a Yankee, he said, we never, never really cared about the Mets. Oh. We, we, we looked at them. He's like. It's the Mets. <laughs> Come on, Jeter. It's foul. It's foul. The disrespect. I agree with him, but it's still foul. <laughs> <laughs> it's foul. You ain't got to say that. You know what I mean? But, um, oh, and they also talked about the um the dynamic between him and A-Rod, which is dope. So I think, like, yeah. not, like now, his wife is saying that he she would love for them to repair their relationship because whatever happened back then can't really fault A-Rod for what he did because he's young. Like, you, you look at, like, if I say something to you as a 23-year-old, me at 37 or 38, I don't think the same way. So, you know, we can be able to kind of speak about things and kind of hash it out as adults, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I like the fact that, you know, both both people are open to, to you know, repair that relationship because it was, it was dope. It was dope. But um, we got one more segment to go, Taj, and you know what that is? Uh-oh. You know what that is, Cole? The greatest segment on the planet, W of the Week. After the break. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. I pick Dummy of the Week every week, obviously. And there's always one. There's always one. Even if I don't have it, you know, before tip-off, Somebody always presents themselves. Always. Cole, who do you think it is? Sigourney Weaver. This is not Sigourney Weaver, okay? And why would she be in the WWE week anyway? She saved, she saved the spaceship from the aliens. You remember that line? What has she done for us lately? You remember that line when she said when she, when she rolls out of the elevator? Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> it was great. It was great. She could never be a dummy. Ever. Jimmy, who do you think it is? No clue. No clue? I guess. I haven't seen any dummies this week. No, oh, okay. They've yeah, they've been hiding. Nicole, what do you think? I'm lost. <laughs> Taj, what do you think? Uh, James Dolan. James Dolan? Why, why, why do people pick on James Dolan still? What's, what's the man? All the man does is cut checks and, and play in his band. He don't do nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. He don't do nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to let you know who it is. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner for Dummy of the Week is, what was his name? Yaqub Talib. Yaqub Talib is the Dummy of the Week because his older brother, or his younger brother, I don't know, they're brothers. And his older brother played in the the NFL. Great cornerback. Very, uh, very good cornerback. Played for the Bucks. Played for Denver. Played for a couple teams. Um, the story goes that brother of former NFL cornerback is facing murder charges after he fatally shot a youth football coach during an argument at a game in Lancaster, Texas, authorities say. Yaquib Talib turned himself into Dallas County Jail on Monday after warrant charging him with murder was issued, according to the statement from the Lancaster Police Department. This is a story from the New York Times. 
I'll give Livia Albeck Ripka the the uh, the respect of the article. Um, why? <laughs> what? All right, let's just break it down from just a logical standpoint, right? You got your kid at the game. You got your kid at the game. Coach is there coaching, right? And the kid, I don't know what happens, but some argument breaks out. What would possess me to say, you know what? I'm, a, I'm I got something in the trunk for you. Yeah, go ahead. It's Texas. What does that mean? Oh, open yeah. carry. It's Texas. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Texas has a license to kill technically. But much. that, but but over a football game though, fam. It's Texas. It's Texas. He just said it. I'm gonna say it again. They're big on football in Texas. Fact, I agree with that. They'll kill you over. The so 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 basically, the way I see it in my head, because I'm crazy, right? You know, somebody's like, you watch how you talk to my son on the, on the field. If he wants to go ahead and run through somebody, he can run through. No, well, you're not going to do that. You got to tackle the right way. Or you can, you can shut the book up. And then he just goes in the trunk and. Like, that's wild to me. Like. It's crazy. Yo, this is, the, this is one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. Like, normally you have of a disagreement at the club. Or, you know, on a corner or something, you playing dice, card game. You know, we, we men, like, you know, mach- machismo gets spread around, pause, and, and things happen, right? But we talking about kids here. You popping off for a kid's game. Damn. Well, that kid's not playing anymore. Yeah, Yo, that reminds me of, 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 of uh, the Christmases when we was kids, right, Mike? Where the Tickle Me Elmo came out. And the parents was going to the stores and they was tackling each other and putting each other in headlocks and beating each other up over the Tickle Me Elmo. Like, what are we doing here? It's a toy. Turbo Man. Just tell, you, just tell your kid that you ain't getting one. Daddy tried. Mommy tried to get you one in it and they sold out. Oh, man. Bro, I never forget. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mom's Dukes, right? Mom's Dukes. I told her the whole year, like, all right, Mom. I don't want nothing but this one thing. <laughs> I just want I just want the White Ranger Back. package with the with the Tiger Zord and the and the and the, and the action figure in it. That's all I want. I I'm just putting it out there. You know, six or seven months in advance, just letting you know. Just tried to find it everywhere, right? Back in the day they had a what was that magazine? Finger Hut. Finger Hut. Had Finger Hut. No, there was it, it wasn't a Finger Hut. Went everywhere with KB, went to all these toy stores, couldn't find it. So me and her in the mall one day, and it's probably like maybe three, four days before Christmas, and one of those little pop-up huts, man, had one Tiger Zord left. Mm. And mind you, retail price on this shit was like $50 maybe, and the man charged my my mom $150. She looked at the man and said, how the fuck are you going to sleep at night? She threw the money at him and grabbed the tiger sword and we left. Mind you, I'm fucking, what, eight years old? I don't know what the hell's going on. But it's like, I understand what how parents can do things for their kids, but there's a level. There's a level. Like, if there was one tiger sword there and some other parent was coming out of left field and she wanted it, there's no way I can see my mom throwing a hammer fist on this lady's face trying to get this tiger zone for me because I look at her like you crazy why our, our parents should not be doing this to their kids like you can't take the game more serious than what your kids are taking it 
You got to be there to support your kids. You got to be there to back up your children, not take over the game. So he's going he's gonna to lose his freedom now because somebody talked crazy at, at a kid's game? Think of the rationale. He's in jail. Yeah, somebody was talking to me wild crazy. Where, where was you at, man? You said you were playing. He said, nah, 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 I was at my kid's game. You a dummy. You're not going to get no credit for that. They gonna lose you. So you in here for that? Food. We taking his commissary. <laughs> we making sure we take his commissary. Make sure we watch him. What are we doing? Nah, man. I think at the end of the day, uh, parents have to realize that their kids still need time to develop and their kids still need time to be kids. Yeah. And you can't project your stuff onto them. And you can't take out your frustrations. Clearly, this person has some type of mental facts because you can't take that frustration to such a high level to where you end up killing somebody over right. it. So I, I just think that he's going to have a long time to self self reflect and, th- and think about and think that. about what he did while, he, while he's cuddled with Big Bubba um, <laughs> in the cell. But I mean, you know. This is I, look. I I know me as a parent. I like I'm a huge sports fan, and I played when I was when I was younger. I love sports. Right. My kids, my youngest, he's playing basketball right now. I don't push him because I know what his limits are. And if a coach is or somebody who's there to inspire and uplift this person, my young son tells him. Hey, I need you to work harder. I need, I know they're doing it because they Facts. love and they care about that kid. Exactly. I'm not going to go to the coach or and challenge the coach. And challenge the coach. That's not my job. Right, right. If anything, I, I'd be the other way around. I, me and my son would be in the car. I'd be like, listen, man, you know the coach told you that you gotta, <laughs> you gotta practice a little bit. I'm gonna tell you straight up, you trash. Right? You you gotta do better. Like you can't be running out there looking like that. The, the 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 field is this way. You can't be running the other way, man. You gotta make sure that you practice and do the right thing. The coach is there to help you get to the next level. Don't look at the coach crazy, cause then I'm gonna look at you crazy. That's how it used to be back in the day. Like Facts. our parents would never look at us and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna back you before the coach." <laughs> They're gonna look at you like whatever the coach is saying. That you need to listen to the coach. Parent teacher night. Yeah, <laughs> straight straight parent teacher night, right? You're not running. Right. I I didn't know that this was happening. I didn't know this was happening, Barry. What's going on? You got to figure it out, man. Get your ass. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, coach. Thank you for giving me the the the, the insight. We going we going to handle this when we get home. You knew what that was about. Yep. Nowadays, you don't talk to my son like that. If he wants to finish in ninth place, it's fine. No, it's not. Everybody gets a trophy. For what? What? Why does everybody get a trophy? No. Hey, I I say this about my own kids. I always try to push them and encourage them right. to try their best. And sometimes you're going to fall short, but it'd be nice to come in first place. Yeah. It would be nice. It feels good to win. Yeah. I'll tell you that right Don't now. embarrass me. Come, come, yeah. come in first <laughs> Don't embarrass me. Come in first place. When you uh, leave just this, do it. Hey, when you leave the house, you know you, it's, if you're not first, you're last. That's it. That's right. it. That's it. Not first, you lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like you know, for people, for him to go this wild and like lose his freedom over this, like you got, you got to be the biggest idiot on planet oh, Earth. No, he's definitely the biggest. Like you know, what I mean, like he's the, he's definitely, definitely up there. So what's his name again? Jakob. Jakob Talib. You are the biggest dummy on the planet right now. There's nobody bigger than you, but you're a winner. For Dummy of the Week. 
that's all for this show. Chloe, I appreciate you. You know, the fact that you mic'd up. I mean, you know. Yeah, we're renegotiating. We are not renegotiating anything, okay? Jimmy, I appreciate you for, for, for coming in, man. You know, seeing how this whole thing works. It's nonsense. This, this circus that I've built here. Um, Nicole, she's the ringleader. So, you know, don't think it's me. It's this one over here. <laughs> Cole on the ones and twos. Taj, I appreciate you coming through, man. This was fun. You know, you dropped your knowledge, your knowledge on sports, you know, on life, on telling the kids that they need to step it up. That's right. You know, we we, we don't coddle children here. Nope. Right? We tell them that they trash and they need to do better. That's right. So we, that's, what, that's what the message is on the All Podcast. We will bash children. Okay, I have no problem with bashing children here. Nope. All right? I got to be honest. None. Got to be honest. None. So until next week, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. My son is the champ. So get over it. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.